back in history, this is this is just the hypothesis. I'm not I'm I'm literally working this idea out as in real time, so um I'm not an authority on this subject, is what I'm trying to say. I'm I'm toying with this. This is a hypothesis. The already the already existing simulation hypothesis. Back in history, it's it appears that the way ideas spread was through almost like a capitalist lens. Okay, so what is capitalism? It's what is free market capitalism? In a perfect world, it's companies. In a non-corrupted world, it's companies that are creating a product and the best companies rise to the top because they have the best product, they offer the best price, and the companies that fail, the ones that have bad products or the ones that overcharge, don't succeed. So it's a system boiled down. It's a system that brings the best quality to the top. And it seems in our past, that same system was, was, was also mediating ideas, right? So the best people who could art, the people who could best articulate their ideas, let's think of like, um, Who's the guy that invented or that discovered gravity? He didn't invent gravity. Isaac Newton, is that his face? Yes, Isaac Newton on the theory of universal gravitation, right? Or even Einstein, my homie Einstein, bro. Yo, the homie Einstein, bro, like he had, you know, he had like his theory on like the, the, the how the universe don't work and all that. <laughs> and then those two guys had to relay their theory to the masses and a lot of the times the masses rejected their theories and they said these guys are crazy they're burn them out the stake right but their ideas were true and they rose to the top because not only because they were true but because they were able to formulate their ideas ideas into a way that both their contemporaries could understand, but also the layman could understand, right? So it was almost like a capitalistic market of ideas. So let's go to the 1400s, right? So we had the printing press invented, Google tells me, in 1436. So this was like the first way that ideas could proliferate without having to be written down. In theory, an author could have an idea, have a hypothesis, have a story, get it printed through the printing press and mass produced. So we have this switch from when ideas were spread through organizations, schools, universities, lectures, and then we have the switch in the 1400s where ideas now are still spread through those organizations and lectures and universities, but also now it can spread massively through the printing press, the written word. And it seems that that continues on until the 1900s, right? And, and around the 1900s, then we have newspapers and we have radio and we have television introducing this new medium of ideas, words, sound waves, visual waves being spread through mass consumption. The Disrupt Audio Frequency podcast will return soon after these messages. 
like to give a quick thank you to our sponsor, the Global Conglomerate Media Corporation that controls nothing yet creates things, also known as Disrupt. <laughs> we just launched some new patron-only videos on Disrupt Plus, including The Homeless Hacker, which is the true story of Adrian Lamo. The Times isn't offering him a job. They're pressing charges. Adrian packs up his laptop and runs out of the cafe, and he disappears off the grid. In an episode called Mass Hysteria, where we dive into three psychological phenomenons throughout history. Some of those that we're watching from before now are caught with the bug. Nearly 30 locals are dancing, mimicking the chaos. Their minds are pleading to stop, but their body is doing the opposite. You can see that and more for $5 a month at www.disrupt.plus. Link is in the description. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Okay, so then the idea is that nowadays, if we search something on Google, Google is the arbiter of truth because all of the websites, like you, you can, you can, what is it? The New York, the New York times, they were huge in the 1900s, right? They had, they were like one of the main voices in newspaper, like their name had some weight to it. Now, when we Google and we see an article and it says apples are terrible because they cause the perpetual hiccups. If you eat apples, you will perpetually hiccup for the rest of your life. The New York Times, written by Jojo Bajingo from New York, a recent graduate of NYU Journalism School. All of a sudden, Jojo Bajingo has the weight of the New York Times behind him because maybe Jojo Bajingo isn't a great public speaker, but he's got a job at the New York Times and he knows how to write. So all of a sudden, his premise that apples are causing perpetual hiccups, whether or not it's true, is at the top of Google because his title is attractive and attracts a lot of clicks. So now all of a sudden we have ideas, a marketplace of ideas, but it seems artificial. It seems like it's not being pushed to the forefront because of its validity, but rather because of its attractability. And I think that causes a lot of division, but I'm not saying that Jojo Bajingo shouldn't be allowed to spread his ideas. And I'm not necessarily offering a solution I'm just thinking maybe the solution is decentralization. I don't know what that looks like though, because decentralization is essentially like, I mean, giving the crypto definition, it's rather than one single source arbitrating information, it's spread throughout everyone. Right? So like, I guess in a perfect world, Google wouldn't be ranking its search results based on they wouldn't be messing with their search results. It wouldn't even be arbitrated through Google. It would be a collection of all results and then 
I get, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how a perfect world search engine would work, but I guess a good start would be, you know, the search engine not making that which they believe to be truth rise to the top. I'm not accusing Google of doing that. <laughs> of course I wouldn't. <laughs> but that could happen. It certainly could happen. Hmm? Okay, but so, so when, then, then if we think to a simulation, a reality simulation, the, I'm starting to really hate the word metaverse, but <laughs> I think it's here to stay. So we gotta, we gotta stick with it. A metaverse. I think it could be that the best ideas now we're almost back to Einstein and Newton simply because of the way that the metaverse is like, if you go into a room in VR chat, the people who know how to navigate social circumstances are the ones who will not necessarily own that room, but it's, it's a simulation of an actual room, right? And when you go into an actual room, I, for one, you're, you're essentially playing the social game, right? And that social game has been around for a very, very long time. I mean, since the start of uh, humanity, essentially. It's a, you're, you're entering a situation, you're entering a classroom, you're entering a, a business meeting, you're entering a social gathering, and there's a social game. If you don't play that social game, people are going to look at you weird. Like if you walk up to someone and say, Hobala Hungi, they're going to be like, what? <laughs> if you walk up to someone and then start doing jumping jacks in front of them, they're going to, they're going to put a, 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 a helmet on you and say, this guy might be a little slow, you know? So there's a social game that one learns. And I think we, 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 we learn that um, at an early age for the most part. And then the more social stuff you do, the easier it is. So virtual reality, at least social virtual reality is a simulation of that. Because when you go into a virtual reality room, you can usually pick out the people that don't know how to operate socially because they'll have like, <laughs> they'll start playing like, um, Scatman John through their speaker really loud, right? Like you'll, you'll be having a good time. And then some dude is going to come in with like his really obnoxious avatar and he's just going to play this song I'm a scat man. and it'll be really annoying. And then you'll mute him and then you'll also block him. So you won't be able to see him in the simulated game of social reality. Right. But the people that know how to play the game of social lizing well you know you'll you'll be able to make friends you'll be able to talk it's it's the game it's the game that we've always known and the game that we have now on these screens is text and that game is new that is a completely new game because usually like in the 1900s there was text don't get me wrong there was newspapers there was books but there wasn't instant communication so in that sense, the, the text game, the Twitter game, the Facebook game, the feed game, where it's this artificial thing of ideas, this artificial representation of what's in people's minds and what's being translated from their mind through their fingers, 
and tapping on a keyboard is new. And what's interesting is what if Isaac Newton were alive today and everyone believes that there is no gravity, whatever they believed before gravity, <laughs> according to Quora, again, Quora is becoming a great friend of this show. They believed in Aristotle, Aristotle physics, which was roughly that things fall to the center of the universe and the earth was merely in the way, having fallen there first. But then I, my man Isaac Newton comes around. He's like, yo, 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 yo. What's up, fool? Man, that ain't right. It's apples that fall from gravity. There we go. That's the explanation. What if he said that on Twitter? I think he'd get canceled. <laughs> if Isaac Newton were alive today, he'd get canceled. Because Isaac Newton's tweet looks exactly the same as someone else's tweet. I'm not saying that we need to create an artificial moderation where only quote-unquote Isaac Newtons are allowed to propagate their ideas through text-based formats. Quite the opposite. I think that if we are going to communicate through text-based formats, the way that we can simulate the free market of ideas rather than the mediated market of ideas, free market of ideas would look something like no moderation and mediated market of ideas looks like something a centralized authority believing they can propagate truth. Then when we go back to the simulated reality of the future, no doubt there will still be that those two um, forms of idea spread. But when it has to, when ideas then have to be spread through actual communication, I think the ideas that spread to the top will be by those who can best articulate their ideas. But that's also not to say that those who are best at articulating ide their ideas are necessarily articulating truth. I guess it'll just be another form of it. Because like the best people at Twitter or Facebook are those who can formulate their or articulate their ideas into, what is it, 180 characters or whatever the, that box is. So then, what will the next box look like? Maybe it'll be those that can best create dreams. Because <laughs> that's kind of what VR is, you know? It's like, a, it's, a, it's essentially a dream machine. I mean, I think that's the best comparison that we have to our... Um, everyday or every night experience. So we're just going to have like evil people creating evil dreams and good people creating good dreams. And that'll be the future. <laughs> we are living in a simulation, but not in the way that people think. I think that's my theory. I hope that idea was at least somewhat interesting to you. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Uh, peace out. Roll the music. That's just the way it is.